0: This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of cooperators. This is an Advisor Network Bonus Podcast. Every so often, we'll salute someone we might consider one of our Hall of Fame advisors. Today, we're going to feature an advisor who started working in 1974. That's before we were even known as cooperators. Yes, Darlene Anders of St. Albert, Alberta has been an advisor for 46 years. We're pretty sure she's the longest serving current advisor, and heck, she's likely the longest tenured advisor we've ever had. So let's go way back to 1976, the year Darlene became an insurance agent.
1: I started as an auto rep and uh, my manager recognized that I was doing a really good job talking to clients and dealing with them. My husband and I, Harry, had bought a home in the suburbs and uh, there was no bus service. So I was driving in every day to downtown Edmonton and we honestly drove around usually about half an hour every morning looking for a place to park. They were changing things in the office and two agents were going out to a satellite office. I knew that they were parking kind of right across the street from the building. So I went into uh, the manager at that time who was Fred Wise and just said, is there any chance I could get a parking stall? He said to me, uh, well, they're only for agents. Would you like one? I was a little confused by it and I just said, well, I'll pay for whatever it costs to park there every month. And he said, well. I don't think you heard exactly what I said. He said, uh, those parking stalls are for agents. Would you like one? I went home that night, driving home with Harry, and I said, you know, I got a chance to get a parking stall, but I have to be an agent. And he goes, take it. I think I was the first, from what I've heard, the first woman agent I ever hired in Western Canada, because we weren't with Ontario then. It was just Atlantic and the West. A lot of times I was recognized as perhaps someone's secretary. My first builders I went to in 1978. I qualified the very first year I could. I had, uh, you know, people come up to me and say they would never see me again. I'd be out of relatives, so I wouldn't have anybody to sell to. Definitely proved them wrong. Very different times, for sure.
0: If you look at everything Darlene accomplished, I don't know how she found the time. She raised four boys.
1: Man, I could do at parky skates like nobody else. My sons used to say, let my mom do them because she can do them tight.
0: She served on both FAC and PAC. And she felt having professional designations was important.
1: I just came across a brochure for a chartered financial consultant. About seven years to finish the program. Plus I did my CLU and CFP as well.
0: She qualified for 27 region builders and 14 executive builders.
1: I probably could have made exec and region more times than I did. But my family, you know, my education were priorities too. So anyway, like no regrets. No regrets.
0: And of course, she sold a lot of insurance. And that was because she believed in it.
1: I've always felt I had to be my best client. So I paid more premium than anybody else in my agency. It gave us the freedom to spend our money. Quite honestly, we took our kids on trips. We had them involved in sports. We didn't have a big bank account, but we had a big life insurance program. I was diagnosed uh, nine years ago with breast cancer. I owned a critical illness product and that gave me that freedom too. It gave me the freedom to heal, to lay in bed, to not worry about how things were going to be paid because I had the money to still pay my staff, to still pay my rent, to still um, carry on the operation. You know, a lot of people said to me, why wouldn't you retire then? But quite honestly, I didn't think I was done.
0: Now Darlene's actually been thinking about retirement for almost 10 years. It goes back to a time when she had two offices. Her main office was in Edmonton, but she also had a small office in St. Albert.
1: Ben, one of my sons, was working my office. He was doing fantastic. And uh, they wanted him to take a number of locations. One was um, Vernon, one was Fort McMurray. He even had an option for Calgary. but. Uh, I just said, well, if he's going to take an office, he's taken one of mine. I wasn't letting him go anywhere else. I just didn't want Joe Blow looking after my clients. It had to be somebody that I knew would do the kind of job that I had done. I stayed in a in the smaller location, but I had success there. So, every year I'd get to the end of the year and go, "Well, maybe one more year and that's what happened it just carried on and then covid hit and i just really couldn't leave my clients and my staff i just didn't feel comfortable leaving my office so i decided that uh, i'd kind of wait it out and i did this last christmas getting ready to uh, leave st albert and one of my sons who's a teacher actually said you know mom maybe i will try it so He's in A1T right now and uh, working in my agency and uh, really happy that the Anders name is going to stay with my customers because I had people who were already saying, if you're leaving, we're going to Ben." So they aren't now, they'll be staying with Lucas. Just awesome that I have the family that I can do that, but it doesn't necessarily have to be family. Pick a person that you believe in and mentor them and get them ready and and work with them for a few years. And your clients will know that person. So good things.
0: Darlene is quick to give credit to some of those people who had a huge impact on her career.
1: I remember uh, Bill McGilvery. It was one of my first sessions I'd ever gone to. I was that rookie agent, and he said to me, we'll see you at Builders. I was, like, so stunned that he said that to me that I went home and told Harry, I, I got to get to work. I used to come to President's Agents Council a lot with Huey Letourneau. He's another big hitter, and uh, that was awesome because I got to sit with him, and he talked about things. He motivated me to get... Back in the game a bit because with my boys I'd kind of not fallen off the wagon but you know what I mean still validated still did everything but was missing the clubs and so he just said you're coming to New Orleans and so you know I did so uh, when you rub shoulders with those kind of people and they talk about things with you, you realize you can do it too. And and it makes you motivated to do it. But honestly, I had great managers. Eileen Laverick was awesome. Uh, Larry Swam. Like I had, I had people who supported me, who believed in me. And because they believed in me, I believed in them. And having a great manager is really important because when they go to the wall for you, then you feel like you need to go to the wall for them. They were doing so much for me that when it came towards the end of the year and they said, we need you to amp up, (laughs) I did, so.
0: When asked to provide some words of advice to new advisors, Darlene waffled a bit. Probably a healthy dose of humility. And maybe the fact that when you base your approach on common sense, it just doesn't seem to be that much out of the ordinary.
1: When I first started, Honestly, I, I told people, I, I don't want to talk about dying all the time. I want to talk about living. And if we live, how are we going to look after ourselves? How are you going to buy that cottage on the lake? How are you going to uh, fund your retirement? I talked a lot about wealth, and at one time we had a product. We yearned three-quarters of a percent commission, and they brought out a new uh, back-end load where you could get three percent. And... Uh, I had one of my managers say to me, why aren't you selling that product, because of course it would have been better for me. And I just said, because it's not the best thing for my client. I used to spend a lot of time before I actually started the sale, getting to know the people. And then I talked to them after the sale. I just felt it was important that I knew them, but it was important that they knew me. Sometimes I I was getting to know them too long, like those appointments were stretching out. It was time to go home because you already talked long enough, so I had to kind of retrain myself to get down to business a little quicker, too. It's been a great ride. You know, honestly, I just loved it every minute and, uh, you know, I I almost don't want to go, but I, I've, I just feel like you, you reach a point where it's time to go on a holiday and not worry when I had to get back or not read any emails or, or stuff like that. And uh, because I have two sons in the business, I'll still be mentoring, but uh, just really happy that I asked for that park install, I'll tell you that.
0: And the rest of your cooperator's family feels the same way, Darlene. All the best to you and Harry.
1: I went to this uh, uh, lady's house and I used the analogy that persistency pays because I got there and it was way across town. She said to me, no, actually our appointment was tomorrow. And I was like, no, it was today. And she just said, well, I'm having supper. So I just said, okay, well, I'll wait. And so I was in her living room while she was eating her supper. Then after supper, we got together and this is winter time. So it's dark already. The power went out. She assumed at that point I'm gonna go home. And I just said to her, Well, do you have any candles? And so <laughs> she got out some candles and we carried on and and made the sale.